It's been a pleasure and an honor to get to preach the last two days. Uh, we have a two-part series, Hide and Seek. Yesterday we hid, today we will seek. The text for today is Luke chapter 19. It is the story of Zacchaeus. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The word of the Lord. Almighty God, we pray that you would humble sinners and exalt the Savior by the power and grace of your Holy Spirit for the sake of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Amen. Some of you may be familiar with a musical reality show on NBC called The Voice. The premise of The Voice is you have aspiring pop stars and they go onto the stage and they sing and perform and they're hoping that one of the three judges will hit their button and turn around and pick them to be on their team. I have a student who traveled out to Los Angeles with his mom last year to see a recording of The Voice. My student Brian loves The Voice and I love Brian and I hate The Voice. And I'll tell you why a little later. Twelve years ago when I started in youth ministry, I would peruse the internet looking for uh, mission statements for youth ministries. I was trying to get a sense of what is the purpose of youth ministry. And I came across this one mission statement that read, We are raising up students who will charge hard after Jesus. I detest this mission statement. And I'll tell you why later. The tie that binds these two things with the story of Zacchaeus is pursuit and seeking. In the story of Zacchaeus, we have a tax collector who travels out to the outskirts of Jericho in order to see Jesus. And when he can't find him at the first stop, he runs down the road to the second stop so that he can see him. Zacchaeus is pursuing Jesus. Simultaneously, we see Jesus comes into the city of Jericho and he sees Zacchaeus up in the tree, and he says, Zacchaeus, come down for the tree. Zac Jesus is pursuing Zacchaeus. And today, we will look at two realities. First, all men seek God. And the second reality is the reality that can radically change lives and that can bring joy to your soul. And that is the reality that God seeks all men. First, all men seek God. 
Every September, a routine part of my job as a youth pastor is I call different colleges around the country where my outgoing seniors will be attending, and I ask the different, ask the different college ministers if they will call and invite my students to come to their ministry. And I had one ministry where I'd never sent a student to this college before, and I'd never heard back from the campus pastor, so I figured I would call back. I'd give him a call just to check in to see if he had received my email. It was kind of an awkward phone call. He waffled a little bit. He was clearly kind of trying to dodge. And then he finally said, man, I, I just didn't have the heart to break it to you. I, I emailed your student, and I heard back. And the student's email said, I have no intentions of seeking God for four years or anything related to seeking God. But thanks for the email. <laughs> Honesty sometimes hurts. <laughs> Along the similar lines, a few weeks ago, I asked some of my students, I said, guys, how many people do you think wake up every morning to seek God? My students were somewhat skeptical. They said anywhere between 5 to 15%. And they were surprised when I re revealed the results of my self-engineered and self-generated study. The answer was 100% of people wake up in the morning to seek God. British theologian and writer G.K. Chesterton once said, a man knocking on the door of a brothel is knocking for God. Whether you are an atheist or a Jew, an agnostic or a Hindu, whether you believe in creationism or macroevolution, every single person wakes up in the morning to seek God. Every person has an innate understanding that in order to find peace and meaning and contentment in their soul, they must connect with something outside themselves. They must connect with something that is greater than themselves. The question is, are you seeking a true God or a false God? Are you seeking a life-giving God or a life-depleting God? Now, we do not know much about, we don't know anything about Zacchaeus' previous formal religious life before this encounter with Jesus. But we can make a pretty comfortable assumption that Zacchaeus sought God in money. As a text collector, there was much money to be gained, but there was so much socially and ethically to be lost. Zacchaeus was a tax collector in Jericho. Jericho was an intersection of trade routes, and it was a hub for tax collection. In addition, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector, which meant that he was either over all the other tax collectors, or he raised more money than any of the other tax collectors. Zacchaeus, the text says that Zacchaeus was a rich man. Indeed, Zacchaeus was almost definitely a very rich man. But Zacchaeus's pursuit of wealth came at a great cost. Tax collectors were hated. Jews saw tax collectors as sellouts and turncoats. They worked for the enemy, their oppressors, the Roman government. And Zacchaeus was almost definitely hated as a person who got rich off the backs of his Jewish brethren. Furthermore, to be a tax collector was to be corrupt. To be a tax collector was to live a life of daily extortion, of daily theft. But it was all worth it to Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus was willing to sacrifice popularity, 
to, to sacrifice reputation, to sacrifice his conscience and his character because he saw money as something that was ultimate. Now, I would suggest that the reasons that, that Zacchaeus is coming out to seek Jesus is because Zacchaeus' false god, money, has left his soul bankrupt. Some people would say that Zacchaeus is just going out to see Jesus because Jesus was a famous and intriguing religious figure at the time. But there are two details in the story that tell us that there was some level of desperation in the heart of Zacchaeus. First, Zacchaeus climbed up into a sycamore tree, which tells us that Zacchaeus was outside the city. There's kind of a long, interesting history behind this. But the Jews said that you are not allowed to plant sycamore trees inside the city. Sycamore trees have wide branches, and they customarily would grow over the lots of other people's property, and there would be a number of disputes over this. So they finally just said, no sycamore trees in the city. That may not mean much to you, but here's the deal. Outside the city was dangerous for a wee little man like Zacchaeus, who was absolutely hated. There was not the same level of law and order outside the city. So for Zacchaeus to go outside the city would be similar to going to the infield of Talladega or going to a biker bar as someone who is small and hated, a social pariah. If somebody wanted to rough him up, and there were probably a lot of people who wanted to rough up Zacchaeus, there would have been no accountability. So Zacchaeus is endangering himself and going out to see Jesus. Secondly, we see that when Zacchaeus cannot find Jesus... The first time, he runs down the road to find the second spot. Well, in this context, to run was an act of humiliation. No self-respecting, dignified Jewish man would ever run, much less in a crowd. But Zacchaeus was desperate. Zacchaeus wanted to find Jesus. Zacchaeus had been seeking God his whole life. But today he walked away with gladness and joy because Zacchaeus finally found God in the right place. He found God in the person of Jesus. Now, something that we all must recognize is that we all wake up every morning seeking God. That may be seeking God in career advancement, in money, in people's approval, in Facebook likes, in your children, in your family, whatever it is. We all have our places where we seek God. The question we have to ask is whether we seek God in the place that will bring us joy, whether we intentionally seek God in the person of Jesus. Now, we could end the sermon here. It might be an average sermon. I don't know. You can be the judge of that. But if we were to end it here, we would miss what is the grander narrative of this story. The grander narrative of this story is that God seeks all men. Now, I have a friend who grew up in a very legalistic religious environment. He'd go to youth camps and go to Sunday nights, and every Sunday it would be guilt-ridden, shame-driven, fear-oriented messages. And uh, he invented this character that he calls Youth Pastor Bill. <laughs> and Youth Pastor Bill is a conglomeration of all the speakers he ever heard at all those camps. And he does this really funny voice where he'll kind of mock and, and create this caricature of the legalistic youth pastor. And one story that he tells is actually a true story. And I, I'm not going to channel my inner youth pastor bill too much, but the story goes, kids, there's a man, and he's sitting over in the corner, and he's lonely. 
and he just wants someone to come talk to him. But kids, he's sad because no one will come talk to him. And kids, do you know who that man in the corner is? That man is Jesus. And kids, he's crying. Kids, just talk to Jesus. Just make him happy. Well, there are so many problems with this story. I mean, beyond the emotional manipulation of children, beyond portraying God as an antisocial loser who has absolutely no friends. But the bigger problem with this story is that it completely betrays the directionality of Christianity. With Christianity, the arrow is pointed down. With all other world religions, the arrow is pointed up. It is man's pursuit of God. But the story of Christ, the story of the Bible, is that of God pursuing and seeking men. Have you ever thought of the significance that whether you're a Christian or not, that Christianity says that God lived and died and rose for you 2,000 years before you were born. God was so interested, he was so concerned, he was so in love with you that millennia before you were born, he was concerned with and working on and pursuing your life. Now, what we see in this story is that Jesus travels to Jericho for a specific purpose. Jericho was a city of religious significance. If, if you're a person who grew up in church and grew up reading your Bible, you may know that, that Jericho is, is the site of one of the great victories of the Israelites in the conquest of the Promised Land. As Mahalia Jackson said, Joshua fit the Battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. And so one would expect that if Jesus is going to Jericho, then certainly he's going to want to meet with the religious leaders. But Jesus bypasses the religious leaders. He does not give them the time of day. And instead, he wants to go to dinner with a tax collector. Now, this would be the equivalent of a foreign dignitary coming to Washington, D.C. and deciding not to visit an embassy, not to meet with the U.S. ambassador. Instead, the dignitary is going to go out to dinner with a drug dealer. That's effectively what is happening here. We see that Jesus comes to Jericho to seek Zacchaeus. To our knowledge, Jesus has never met Zacchaeus. And yet, when he sees him up in the tree, he knows him by name. And this is because Jesus' pursuit of Zacchaeus began long before he entered into Jericho. It began long before he was born. It began before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Jesus had been pursuing Zacchaeus from eternity. Now, very often we think, and, and, and it's not just that Jesus comes to find Zacchaeus, it's that Jesus comes to have fellowship with Zacchaeus. He invites himself over for dinner, which in this context means that he almost definitely is going to stay overnight at Zacchaeus' house. And he, his, his visit may be indefinite. He may stay for longer than that. And very often we think that Jesus came to earth to wash away our sins and to get us into heaven. And that's true and good. But if that's all we think Jesus came to do, we miss the grander purpose. And that is that Jesus came to bring us into fellowship with God the Father. And when you realize that, that is something that will change your life. That is something that will make your soul sing. Look at Zacchaeus. He goes from being a thief, from being an extortionist, 
to being a person who is willing to give away half of his net worth to the poor. He goes from being a perpetrator of injustice to being a person who is willing to undo all the injustice that he had ever exacted. And this, my friends, is why I hate the voice. Here is an image of people performing to a set of judges who have their back turned against them. And the people are trying so hard to get their attention that if they can perform so well, then the judges will turn around and they will actually face them. I think for so many people, this is the image they have of God. He's sitting up in heaven. His arms are crossed. He's kind of shaking his head. And maybe, just maybe if you're good enough, he might just notice you. The Son of Man came into the world to seek the lost. This is why I detest that mission statement. We are raising up children to charge hard after Jesus. It paints a picture like Jesus is walking away from us. And if we can just run fast enough, if we can just turn it on and sprint him down, then maybe Jesus will be in relationship with us. Friends, the Son of Man came into the world to seek the lost. He came into the world to seek bad people, tax collectors, people who are addicts who fail all the time, people with questions, people who just who religiously can't get it together. He came into the world to seek the lost. Now, are we called to seek God? Absolutely. Isaiah 55, seek the Lord while he may be found. Jeremiah 29, see, when you seek me you will, with all your heart, you will find me. Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God. But the problem, the problem, friends, is that in our sin, we are naturally the ones walking away from Jesus. And for so many of us, the first act of repentance is to stop, to pause, to wait and to allow Jesus to embrace us as he desires. Now, for so many people, this idea that there is someone constantly pursuing you in the way that a groom pursues a bride, it is just the thing you need to hear. For so many people, no one calls, and the only people who call have an agenda, and, and they need a favor, or they're looking for something out of you. And here we are saying, that God pursues you like a groom with no agenda. But I know for a lot of people, it is really hard to believe that this is true. You look at your life and you just have doubts that God, in fact, is pursuing you. What is the thing that can give us assurance that, in fact, God pursues us? Well, in this story, it comes out of the most significant line of the whole passage. Zacchaeus come down from the tree. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Cursed is the man who hangs from the tree. There is Zacchaeus, before he meets Jesus, sitting in the tree, hanging in the tree, sitting in his sin, sitting in judgment. And there is Jesus calling him down. At the end of this chapter, Jesus will walk into Jerusalem and Jesus will climb the tree. He will climb the cross. He will sit in the place of judgment. He will sit in the place of sin. 
and he will bring Zacchaeus down into fellowship with the Father. There are you, and there is me. There we are, sitting in the tree, sitting in the place of sin, sitting in the place of judgment. And here is Jesus calling us down. There is Jesus climbing the tree. He is climbing the cross. He is climbing into the place of judgment. And he is calling you and he is calling me into fellowship with God the Father. Let us pray. Almighty God, glorify yourself in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.